and his faithfulness for Christ's great tabernacle. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of the Lord. We want to thank you this morning. Thank you so much. Thank the Lord for his faithfulness. Thank the Lord for his salvation. Thank the Lord for his love. His love indeed endures forever. Every single morning, they are new. Lord, we bless your name. We give you praise. We exalt you. We magnify you. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised. Lord, you are worthy to be worshipped. We exalt you. We bless you. Thank you so much, Lord, for all that you have done for us. My Lord, we can stand here this day and thank you and will not be enough. Because what you have done for us, Lord, is beyond what we can follow. Blessed be to your name, Lord. Father, we give you praise. We exalt you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And if we can turn our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 55. And I will read from um, verse 10. Do you know today is anointing service? The Bible says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed to the sower and a bread and bread to the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose to which I sent it. As apostle will anoint us today, whatever will come down from heaven, it will not return empty. That is my heart, and I know that's your heart too. That everything that He will prophesy and anoint us for, as the Lord has determined, so it shall be. Let's begin to pray. Father, we're going to give you praise. We thank you, Lord. The Bible says, So is my word that comes out of my mouth. So we say, O God, our Father, today, as you anoint us, O God, from heaven. Oh Lord, we ask of God that the hand of apostle shall be the hand of God in the name of Jesus. And as he will lay his hand upon us, oh Lord, every prophetic unction, Lord, our God, that you have ordained for us, it shall manifest in the name of Jesus. Lord, everything that you have prepared for us, today it will not return back to you, but it shall accomplish the purpose to which you sent it in the name of Jesus. Lord, you anoint us afresh in power in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of you, the most high, overshadow us. Lord, oh God, so that we can go out of God to manifest that you give us. In the name of Jesus, we, oh God, make our hearts and our spirit, oh God, ready to receive from you. Lord, we pray thee, do not pass us by today. As you anoint us, oh Lord, let your plans and your purpose for our life be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Pass us not our gentle Savior. Pass us not our gentle Savior. In the name of Jesus, my Lord and King, we will receive all of you today and we shall manifest. We want to thank you, Lord. We bless your name, O Lord, for we know your presence is with us today, even now, and we exalt you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, church. Can we just quickly turn our Bibles to the book of Isaiah? 
and I'm, I'm going to read from King James Version, but Isaiah chapter 8, um, and I read from verse 18. Behold, behold, I and the children whom the Lord hath given me are for signs and for wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts which dwells in Mount Zion. Today we're going to pray as the man of God has declared that today is an anointing service. I want us to decree and declare today God of heaven. We want to see the manifestations of your wonders, of your signs, of your miracles. The sick shall be healed. If there's any dead here, they'll be raised up. The Lord himself will be in the midst of us and the power of the Most High God will be released in the midst of us. Let us pray in Jesus' name. King of kings and Lord of lords, this morning we come before you with thanksgiving in our heart, with our spirit, soul and body of God ready and prepared for you. Thank you because today Today, God of heaven, a determination has been made in heaven that there will be a release of unction and anointing. Mighty Father, we pray, God of heaven, let there be manifestation of your wonders, a manifestation of your signs. Lord, in the land of the living today, upon Mount Zion, in the, in the midst of Christ's faith tabernacle, Father, we ask for a manifestation of your anointing. Oh God, as the oil of unction shall be released, holy God of heaven, the lives of men shall be be transformed. Our hearts shall be renewed. Father, physical diseases shall be healed. Mental illnesses, sicknesses shall be transformed. Lord, the ears of men shall be opened. The hearts of men shall be released. Lord, the hardened hearts of God shall be made into hearts of flesh. This morning we pray, God of heaven, release, O oh God, a renewed unction, O oh God. Release a new power. Let the glory of the Most High God, let it dwell in the midst of Zion today, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask, O oh God of heaven, as the man of God will stand, Lord, he will stand, O oh God of heaven, filled with the unction of heaven. Lord, the finger of God will be upon him. The power of the Most High God will be released unto him. Lord, your people, O oh God, as we gather, we will not be the same again. Today we ask God of heaven, release anointing from on high, O oh God. Release your presence, O oh God, in the midst of us. Let the glory of heaven be released. Let the glory of heaven be released. Let the power from on high be made manifest. In the mighty name of Jesus, holy God of all the earth, we ask and pray today your people will not live here the same as we gather, let your presence be here in the midst of us, O oh God let the Holy Spirit come and make this place your dwelling place make every section, every side every portion, Lord, every place every corner of this inhabitation of this sanctuary, let it be filled with the glory of God let it be filled with the unction of God let it be filled with the anointing of God Holy Spirit of God, we ask that you make this place your dwelling today. Make this place, make this sanctuary your dwelling today, oh God. Let the unction come. Let the fire come. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we ask that the name of the Lord alone be glorified in the midst of us today, Lord. Amen. Amen. The book of 1 Samuel, chapter 10, and I'll read from, I'll read verse 1 and then verse 9. Verse 1, then Samuel took a flask of olive oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, Has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his inheritance? And I read, 
verse 9. As Saul turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart. And these signs were fulfilled that day. Amen? Today is anointing service. And I believe we are all here with an expectant heart. We are going to pray that Apostle is going to anoint us today. That our hearts shall be transformed. And with that transformation, there will be fulfillment of every promise that the Lord has promised us, even in this month of transformation, in Jesus' name. Shall you, can we lift up our voices and pray this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the privilege to be here this morning in this anointing service. And we pray, O oh Lord Almighty, as the man of God shall anoint us this morning, O oh Lord, that there shall be transformation of our hearts, there shall be transformation of our minds, there shall be transformation of our soul, our strength in the mighty name of Jesus. And with the transformation, there comes the fulfillment of every promise that God has promised us in the mighty name of Jesus. We shall begin to experience fulfillment in every area of our life in the mighty name of Jesus as we will be anointed today our hearts shall be changed as we will be anointed today there shall be transformation in every situation of our lives in the mighty name of Jesus understanding shall be given this morning knowledge shall be given this morning fulfillment shall come in the mighty name of Jesus the ability ability to align our desires with the plans and purpose of God for our lives it shall come upon us this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord Almighty, as we are going to be anointed, O oh Lord, there shall be fulfillment in every area of our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. In our homes, in our workplaces, in our careers, in our aspirations, there shall be fulfillment in the mighty name of Jesus. The ability to do the will of God shall come upon us today. In the mighty name of Jesus. We shall be refreshed in His presence. In the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, breathe on us afresh this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father Lord, help us to be sensitive to your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus. And in our sensitivity, O oh Lord, your glory shall come down this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. There shall be manifestation. There shall be manifestation. There shall be healing. Direction shall be given. In the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, this anointing will transform our lives. The Bible says that as Saul left the presence of Paul, of, of Samuel, that his heart changed. We shall experience the same this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. As we have come into your presence, we will not leave here the same in the mighty name of Jesus. As we step out of this auditorium this morning, we shall live in your power, power manifestation in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit of God, as your word shall come also, let our hearts respond in the right way in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. Amen. Amen. What a glorious day. The presence of the Most High God is here. And as we begin this service, we will declare with an uplifted right hand as it is in the book of Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwells therein. For he has founded it upon the seas 
and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, or swear deceitfully? He shall receive blessing from the Lord, and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Our opening hymn.
the glory, honor, and the praise and the adoration this morning. Let's lift up our praise unto the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, God. Come on and praise him. Blessing and honor. And honor, glory and power, glory and power, be unto, be unto the extent of this, from every nation, all of creation, all of creation, bow before, bow before the extent of this, blessing and
together for the King of Heaven. Amen. Amen. Welcome some beside in the name of the Lord.
Thank God for His presence. Lord, we exalt You. We worship You, our King. Thank God for what He had ordained for today. Chains we broken. Empowerment from heaven will rest upon you. Oh, sovereign Lord, we worship you. King of heaven, we exalt you. He ride on the wind of the storms. Have your will, Lord. of the devil in lives of people in this meeting. I've just finished with New Cross. It's your turn. Satan will no more take any one of you to trim it. The nest of the devil will be set on fire. The souls of men shall be set free. Have your way.
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My heart is captivated, Lord. Yes. set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by yoke of slavery. Every yoke of slavery I command them broken in Jesus' name. Bondage of hell I command destroyed in the name of Jesus. Sickness, bondage of sicknesses Destroy the name of Jesus. Every habit that came from Satan, subdued in the name of Jesus. Strength from heaven to live the life that is worthy of God. Receive in the name of Jesus. I proclaim freedom and liberty for all. Everyone under my voice, you are set free. I say you are set free. I say you are set free. You are made whole. Together with your family and your household, you are set free. I say you are set free. From every bondage of Satan, you are set free in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. It is done in Jesus' name. Take your seats in the heavenly places. This morning... It's anointing service. You know why? We were here on the third, on the third of this month. And the unction of God came upon me to anoint 
you all. But you know, I began to tell the Lord that a number of you were not there. And I was pleading in my spirit because it was a very heavy unction. And it has a purpose too. Many people under heaven have been bound by yoke of Satan. I've been discussing with you devil exposition and the satanic strategies in the last days. As I go from nation to nation and work among Christians, from ministers to members of the pew, I saw something very common among them. I saw many people still bound by Satan. From bishops, prophets, apostles, pastors, evangelists, name them, to Christians bound by the devil. And because of that, I began to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord helped me understand this. The Bible says, do not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. Do not be ignorant of the devices of the devil. And I understand that people are bound who have been set free by Christ because of their lack of knowledge of the devices of the devil. Last week, therefore, we looked at devil exposition. The origin of Satan. I showed you in the Bible, God did not create Satan. He created Lucifer. A wonderful angel. Excellent in splendor. But then I showed you from the book of first, the book of Isaiah 14 and from verse 12. Which tells us, how have you fallen, O Lucifer? Or morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down for, to the earth, you who once led low the nations. So we recognize there from Ezekiel 28 how God created Lucifer and anointed Lucifer as a guardian cherub. And this Isaiah said he fell. No wonder many anointed men and women fell by the same Lucifer. So I began to wonder why. Why would some people belong to a life church where God speaks, where God reveals himself? Blessed by the prophetic, established by the word of God. Spoke excellently of what God is doing. And one day say, I'm moving on. I expected that when you move on from a place, it should go to a better place. If you move on from a job, it should be to earn a better salary in a better company. But it's not so with these people. They move on from where God is speaking, where God has showed himself mighty signs and wonders, where the ministers live exemplary life. 
and then they move on to a place where they, they are in desert, in oblivion. You see them a few days, few years after, and you wonder. Why should a, a man and a woman meet themselves and express love to themselves? And the woman decided to rely on the man's confession. And they truly love one another. Alright? At the time, they would say, I will give you everything I have. And suddenly, after getting into marriage contracts, gradually, things began to change. And before you know it, in their mid-age, the house is hell. There is no agreement from morning till evening. How does that happen? Why should it happen? Where is the love they spoke about? The B. Christians have. And you are prayer partners, and so you have spoken all your life to your prayer partner or to your friend who have been sympathizing with you and praying with you. And suddenly he began to draw away from you because he had gone about revealing your secrets and slandering you behind you. How should that happen in the house of God? And eventually it came to your hand. How could it be that a Christian in a church were fasting and the pastor of the church was having affairs with some members of the church during their fasting. For days. 60 days of fasting. And everybody's gathering to pray. Until one day the Holy Spirit arrested one of the women and she screamed in the meeting. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. Pastor, you have been sleeping with me. Before everybody. Why is that happening in Pentecostal church? Why should somebody who is a minister of God use his position to exploit others by compelling them to sow his seeds? In other words, when they talk about their seeds, they are saying you give the money to them. And charge each one for prayer. Charge them for deliverance. Charge them for healing. To pray, you pay. And yet they are selling in the church of God. How are those things happening in the church of God, by the way? How? You started a life with God, burning with fire, and suddenly... Along the way, you began to draw back. Your zeal began to grow cold. How can it happen in church that church members before whom a number have died and you have attended their funeral and yet you are not serious with God, thinking that you have many years to waste? How could that happen? That even if we went to burial service, he should call everybody's attention to the danger of death without Christ. To the danger of death without fulfilling what God has sent you to do. But yet, you see some Christians, it doesn't wake them up. How 
could it be that a born again child of God works from Monday to Friday? And then God gave you a covenant that meet me every first, second, and third. And they just sleep. Or stay at home and watch on television or watch on Zoom. Just say, meet me on Friday, every last Friday. And people who have been doing it are testifying. And others are in the same place. But it never occurred to them that there is somebody working on their brain and mind. How could that happen? Let me tell you why it's happening. There is a spirit called the devil. For every calamity that mankind has, it came from him. For every, you know, demise of God's people, it came from the devil. Misfortune came from him. First Peter five eight. Why the first one you put there was correct, but skip it for a while. Be self-controlled and allowed. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Let me take you to some deeper stuff we say we're going to do that today the reason why all this battle is going on earth is because on earth are two kingdoms the first kingdom is god the second kingdom is the kingdom of lucifer of course we looked at it in the book of in the book of revelation chapter 7 how the kingdom of satan started you remember last sunday yes church Let's talk. Yes? Aha. And then what I read to you from Isaiah said, How are you falling from heaven to the earth? And then Revelation chapter 7 verse 12 said, Woe to you, Anne, for the devil has come up to you. You remember last Sunday? Come on, come on, come on, speak to me. Good. Now, let me show you something. If you look at the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Very quickly. I'm going, to, I'm going to just introduce these two kingdoms to you today. And tell you a little bit about what they do. And then next week we will go into detail. Because I want to anoint you today. But I want you to get rid of the devil in your heart. That is the essence of today. To make up your mind that Satan will not have a right on you anymore. That is the purpose of today. Because what the Lord told me to anoint you, He said, because many of you are weak to the enemy. And He said, I should lay hands on you that you will receive strength from God to overcome the vice of the devil. Because if you don't, it can end you in hell. Apart from frustrating you in this world. If you are born of God, the Bible says you overcome the world. So why should the ruler of the world dictate what you say, your emotions, what you decide, and what you do? 
None of his own children is dictated to by the Holy Spirit. Satanists don't receive instruction from Holy Spirit. Witches don't receive instruction from Holy Spirit. They receive from Lucifer. But why should those born of God be instructed by evil spirits? Today, God will put an end to it. You are not supposed to. But it's because you don't understand the devices of your enemy. That's what I want to start to expose to you. So that you can tame your lion. Remove his teeth, his claws. And he can't hurt you anymore. This scripture says to me in Romans chapter 1. Therefore there is no condemnation now, no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. Now, this scripture introduced to us two laws that govern the earth. There is the law of the spirit. Anyone under such law cannot die. There is the law of flesh. Anyone who comes under that law will die. I would gather now. But it went further to say the next verse. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. Underline the word sinful nature. So, when the Bible says what the law was powerless to do, it means it's talking about the law of sin and death. The disparity between the law of sin and death is that the law of sin is powerless over your flesh. It was, what, it was weakened by the flesh. So we die. It says, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of a sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man. Why? In order... Order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do what? Let's read together. Read it again. So there are some people that Satan cannot mess about. That's what the Bible is saying to you. But those people are the people who live according to the law of the Spirit. Where you live according to the law of the Spirit, the law of sin has no dominion over you. Let me help you know this. As well, those of you who are young, younger will raise you up from this church. You can live the whole of your life without one regret. If you grew up in Christ with Tabernacle. Are you with me now? While those who are older can tell you many regrets. Because they just lived their life in the days they did not know Christ the way they think best. Not knowing that if you are not born again, you are under the control and influence of Lucifer. Of Satan really. Not Lucifer, of Satan. We understand his two caps. But that scripture says to you and I, 
Those who do not live according to the sinful nature, alright, but according to the Spirit, they are the one who are called the sons of God. So, all of us said, I believe in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I receive it to my heart. Does that take you to heaven? You have just begun the journey. It doesn't. Some said, once you are born again, you are forever born again. That's a lie of the devil. Because the Bible says here to you and I, that... If you are free from sin by the blood of Jesus and the seed of God lives in you, you are supposed to live according to the law of the Spirit of God. So, if you live by the law of the Spirit of God, you will end up in eternity with God. But if you live according to the law of sin, you will die. So, let's look at the second kingdom before we come back here. Look at the book of Ephesians chapter, one, chapter 2 verse 1, the second kingdom. This is the kingdom of God. So, the kingdom of God is governed by the law of spirit. The kingdom of Satan is governed by the law of flesh. Now, watch this. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and, and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. Underline that in your Bible. And of the ruler of the kingdom of the air. The spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. The next verse. All of us have lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of what? Let's read that scripture together. Alright, I will read it. So... So something is in this scripture and Romans I read. What is it? Speak it out. Go back to Romans. We'll come back to this one too. Today, you know when I anoint you, you don't know this. The power is here. But the receptor must be charged. If the receptor is not charged, if I lay hands on you, nothing will happen. I prayed for sick people. Some are healed, some are not healed. I would gather now. I was preaching during a crusade in Lagos. My sister had an encounter, the one that I followed. I'm the second born, but the first boy. I was in their house. And somebody came into their house. And that person began to cause trouble. And the dog went for the person. And when the dog went for the person, the person hit the dog with, um, you know, whether sick or wood or something hard. And the dog just collapsed and died. When the dog died, it was then I knew that my, my sister loved the dog more than a human being. She screamed. You killed the dog, you killed the dog. And people all around surrounded the man to lynch him because of dog. Okay? And I was there. All of them pandemonium over the whole place. Anytime you see pandemonium, who is there? The devil. I've told you, when you see pandemonium, a Christian, if you just follow it, you lost what you are. 
to follow what the devil is doing. If you recognize this is the devil and you buy the spirit in a short time, pandemonium is gone. Okay? So, then something spoke in my spirit. The power that raised the dead of a man, how much more? A dog. And I went to the dead body of that dog. And when I got to the dead body of that dog, everybody I said, stop, stop making noise. Everybody stopped. My sister's friends were there who they have told the miracles God was doing in the, in the, in the meeting. And I laid my hands on the dog. I said, rise up in the name of Jesus. And life came back into the dog and the dog weed and started running. People accepted Jesus Christ on the spot. You didn't, you didn't give out a call. Some were on their knees crying. Because little did they know that the power of Jesus could raise the dog. Now let me talk about man. You know somebody is dead, is dead. An entity dead is dead. So unction does not need faith of that person that is dead. It needs the faith of the one who is speaking. I was called then to a hospital by the same my sister, my elder sister. It's, they said, my elder sister said, this woman has a dead baby in her womb for whether four days or five days. And the hospital is not equipped enough to help the woman. They said that they were, they were calling for the general hospital. They want to check some things about her. But the baby is dead. And her fingers have started turning black. The whole of her hand like this. Because the child has poisoned the mother. The dead, of the dead child within four days or five days decomposing. And my sister said, come and pray for the woman so I went I went into the room or what where the woman was the woman was crying hey 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 or pain there are other people on the bed with various sicknesses in that world sicknesses that tie them down that they cannot walk some of them with the urinary stuff that they urinate. When we were there, a woman who was there, they, she had to go and wee, and they had to take her like that to wee. Why they were telling me the stories? And then I said to the woman, do you believe in Jesus? She said, yes. She said, I believe. I'm a Christian. Do you believe Jesus can heal you now? She said, I believe. And when I saw faith in her, I raised my hand up to the sky and said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I hit her belly. Boom! Leave! My hand pressed her on the bed to the ground. When my hand came up, the baby rose in the womb. The world turned upside down. The woman got up and said, it's moving, it's moving, it's moving. People who were there, who could not rise up, 
began to get up. Because the healing of the baby of that woman charged the faith of others. And because their faith was charged, healing began to take place. Jesus was present in that word. But he cannot do anything unless your receptor is charged. This is in me. Look, if you are not experiencing the Bible, the Bible is still true. There are others like you of your age, younger than you, experiencing it. But they gave their heart. Listen to me. Some people are portion the power of God to order class of people. You will never operate God's power if you do that. Those who operate God's power, they see themselves as a bona fide receptor of what the Bible has written. And because you can see yourself in light of the word of God, that is the reason why the word of God works for you. Whether you are a girl or a boy or a man or a woman, old or young, it's irrelevant. So when I tell you to read the Bible, read it with life. You must not leave this place bound today. I say you must not leave this place bound today. It does not matter what bondage you carry here. Jesus is the same yesterday, today. I am telling you why all the mishaps happen in the life of man. Because of Lucifer. Because of Lucifer. Now, go to the scriptures. Let's read it from verse 3. You read it with life. Shall we? For what the law? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. The next verse. In order, uh huh. So you understand that the only business of Satan is to make sure a Christian does not live according to the Spirit. Simple. 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 Just simple. Let me say this to you. That scripture talks about sinful nature. Go back to the the book of Isaiah, uh, the book of yeah, Isaiah, fourteen again. Let's see, verse twelve too. Shall we read it together? How have you fallen? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes. So why was Satan cast down to the earth? Look at the next verse. Stop. Where did the sin begin? What controls your heart? Your mind. So, if Satan... The origin of his falling is a function of his heart and his mind. 
Then it means you can understand. The only thing he does to mankind is to inform your mind. But with misinformation so that he can get your heart. Your heart is responsible for what you do. And what you do is consequential of what you will become. You agree with that? You put effort to your life when you are younger, you will live a life of comfort as you are getting older. You waste your young age, you will live in suffering. Okay? You serve God while you are younger, you have no regrets when you are older. You don't know Him when you are younger, when you are older, you will be saying that, I wish I had known this. Your mind. So, this scripture said, Satan's Lucifer said in his heart. Now, let's see what he said. I will what? I will ascend to heaven. That looks not a problem. Alright? It's thought. Then he said, Oh, I think that expresses the intention. The intention. It expresses the intention. So it means every word you say have an intention. You can't say a word and say, I don't mean it. No, there is an intention. There is a trigger for the word. He said, I will ascend to heaven because I want to raise my throne. And he never had a throne. He only had an office. Are we together? Then he says, And I will enthroned. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly. That is where God stands and angels assemble. And he said, On the utmost height of the sacred mountain. That is the geographical location. God lives in the highest heaven. And then he said, I will ascend above the top of the clouds. Which means the heaven that God is, there is no cloud. There is no cloud in heaven. I've told you that. I've been there a number of times. You see transparent everywhere. No cloud. Cloud is to shield you from some other thing. Heaven is translucent, transparent. You don't have bigger sun here and lesser sun somewhere. It's the same condition. The light here is the light everywhere. There is no night there. Night is what makes man weary and sleepy. It does not exist there. You will get there. Let me tell you. There is a place better than this abode that you are living only those who walk in the way of Jesus enter therein. He said here, I will make myself like the most high. Okay. Now, so you understand the fact that that is illusion. Many Christians have been made by Satan to live in illusion too. He will make you conceive ideas that you are not up to. And you will never be up to. In that illusion, he makes people present themselves as what they are not. To people, you'll be telling them, 
this, I've done this, I've achieved this, and you've achieved nothing. The day they tell you to show your certificate, that's when trouble happened. There is a relationship that was going to start, and the sister came to me, oh, the man is this and all that. And I said, have you asked to see his certificate? He said, no. Go and ask him. Take your own certificate, show the man. And let the man show you his certificates. Because while she was talking to me, I smelled a rat. God will give you discernment today. When I lay my hands on you, discernment will rest upon your head. She went back to tell the man. And telephone stopped ringing. Are you with me now? The man whose mouth is so sweet... Speaking big. Do you know something? Satan has no two weapons than deception. But deception, a man cannot be deceived by his thoughts, but by his heart. So, the thought that comes to your mind cannot deceive you. But the thought that you accept, which goes to your heart, once it goes to your heart, then it becomes your will. And then you act upon it. So, remember I told you, in criminal law, when somebody commits murder, they check for two functions. Your mind and your heart. Actus reus, mens rea, and actus reus. Mens rea, what you're thinking, your intention, and actus reus, your action. Your heart controls your action. Your mind controls your thoughts. If you look at what I read to you about Lucifer, he has established both. He said, I will. Then he said, I will go beyond God. So, when he, the, the second I will, the first I will is just intention. The second I will is the heart. And so there was war in heaven for it. In, in Revelation chapter 12. What is in your heart is what drives your act. That's why I read to you, you know, two weeks ago, in the book of Colossians chapter 3, 23. Whatever you do without your heart must fail. I'm doing a meeting now since Friday in, uh, um, um, you know, your early bank, you know, Reverend uh, Church. You only need to hear. Life is worth the living. And you can live life with little regrets if you take God along. If you don't show wisdom, people are speaking, say, well, it's, their own, it's okay with me, it's okay by me. You will soon know it's not okay, but at that time, Satan is laughing at you. And you cannot say no anymore, because what you have decided has become your property. Let me help you know something. So, here therefore, we recognize that Satan had an intention. And we recognize that he had a thought. And then we recognize that the thought became his will, which came into his heart. And we recognize that then he went to fight a battle in Revelation chapter 7. And then he lost his position. You cannot commit a sin without thinking about it, without accepting it, and then committing it. 
the book of in, in Lipticus, God was speaking. He said, if somebody kills a person without intention, there's the action, the actus reus, no menstrual. He said, let him run to the city of refuge. He says, such man should not die. He said, because a man may borrow an axe, and when he's cutting the tree, the head of the axe flew off him and caught the head of somebody. He said, that man, though in action he committed murder. He said, God said, don't kill him. If he can run to the house of refuge, the city of refuge. And God said, therefore, every city you build, build a city of refuge by it so that such people can run into it and he said the elder should examine the case thoroughly to make sure that the claim is correct I mean there is no law than Bible but when you accept an evil thought and it incubates and you act by it you die Go back to Revelation at Romans chapter 4, chapter, chapter, chapter 8. Go back to that verse 4. The verse 4 of chapter 8. Shall we read it together, please? For what? Uh-huh. So the word sinful nature is mentioned here. How many times? Read it again. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by sinful nature. That's what number one? Yes. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you have sinful nature twice, on the top and at the bottom, at the introduction and the conclusion, twice. No, it talks about sinful man. Sinful man is different from sinful nature. You know, one of the things that Lord helps me to understand is that you look at the context of the word and you get in the application of the word. Inference is something you apply after you have understood the literacy. Then you'll be a good judge. Listen to me. So, if sinful nature, everybody carries it. And the Bible tells us that though we carry this body, that somebody who carries this body's name is called Jesus. But he did not live according to what his body wants. Why? Because the body is controlled by the devil. Your body is maggot. You only need to be buried and then three days you are gone. The maggot begin to come out. Maggot don't wait inside the ground to look for you. No, the body of human being produced maggot. It turned to maggot. Uh, at least remember Herod. When angel touched him, he just became maggot straight away. That is what man is. I will get it now. So, because your body and my body is going to this ground, he does not want to go to heaven because he will not. How did we contact this kind of body? Is this Genesis chapter chapter three? 
If you look at Genesis chapter 3, you will see how Satan, after he lost his place in heaven and was thrown to the earth, he now began his plight with sons of men. That Genesis chapter 3 says, from verse 1, Now the serpent was more crafty than all any wild animal the Lord God has made. He he said to the woman, Did God really, underline that word, Did God really say you must not eat from the tree of the garden? You know, when we preach the word of God in church, it really tells you that, Is apostle really saying the truth? And I read the word of truth to you. Who is that speaking to you? Come on now, who is speaking to you then? It's the devil. Oh, somebody said to you that. Do you think what apostle is saying, people can live by that? Who is speaking to you? Oh, do you think apostle himself can live by that? Who is speaking to you? Do you know something when your lecturer lectures you in school? If you ignore what he said by nothing ideas that the lecturer to does he even do that the day he marks your paper and that statement is not there he will give you zero that's when you know that he knows what he's talking about whenever you hear the truth and something is contesting the truth in you know that man is standing beside you called the devil he's looking to destroy you whether it's your friend telling you the truth, whether it's your parents telling you the truth, whether it's your husband or your wife, and you're arguing it. There is the presence beside you, whispering to your ear, into your mind, so that you will argue the truth, and not accept the truth, and ignore the truth, so that he's waiting for you at the other end of regret. So that when you cry and weep for regret, he laughs at you. Demons laugh and enjoy. We wrecked her. We wrecked him. And then the demon who succeeded in that, they will empower him more. To go more. To go more. Wind him more. Wind her more. This is what happened in the kingdom of Satan. Satan is at the business of making a mockery of human beings. Because when he was cast out from heaven, the Bible says in that Revelation chapter 7 verse 12, Woe to the earth because the devil has gone into you. He's filled with anger, fury. Fury. And the way he did it was, he went to the woman and said, Did God really say? Now if you look at what he now said to the woman, Did God really say? You must not eat any tree from the garden. God never said that. The woman knew the rule. Like many of you know the Bible. You have been reading the Bible all the time. But why should you contravene it? Like it's a devil somewhere. The Bible says you should not be angry and sin. But you do sin. Get angry and then sin. As far as I'm concerned, who are you? Look at your head. Small head. Compared to billions of human beings on earth. When a Christian comes to say that, as far as I'm concerned, don't you understand? That is what killed, that it brought Samson to the place where his eyes was gushed out. As far as I'm concerned, I will marry Delilah. We'll look at that in the week. I told you, you don't live alone. You came from somewhere, some parents. Then if you are married, you marry somebody. Then if you have children, you have children. Then you belong to a church. Then you have friends. Anything you do affects all these people. 
Let me tell you, as you are so, if you obey what I teach you and you flourish, I celebrate you. I am happy with you. I feel fulfilled. But if you are having problem and you come to me, I carry the headache to my bed. I will not be sleeping praying for you. But we are asked, if you have obeyed what I said, you will have saved me from that aggro. Can you imagine? If you hear that Apostle Williams on the news of England, he slept, they caught him in Soho, sleeping with a prostitute. Will it not affect you? How are you looking at me like that? Will it not affect you? Your, mem- your workers will say, ah, come, 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 come. The people, as you come in, you say you are from Christ of the isn't it? Look at it. Is that not so? Is it not so? They say, look at it. You have been telling us, apostle, 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 hey, okay, apostle, now apostle, apostle. <laughs> Put it in your nose. So if I say that, it's my life, I don't care, I can do anything, it doesn't matter. Only God knows those who are serving Him. Hey, anybody who said that is because you are not serving God. Because those who serve God, people will know that. The Bible says so. Let your light shine among men that they may know and see. If your Christianity is so that others cannot see, you are not serving God. And Satan loves that. Just keep you like that until you die. Once you die, you know what happened? When people die and you see them walking majestically, it's because they made heaven in the midst of two angels. But those who die, who don't make heaven, the moment they give their last breath, <laughs> demons appear, two of them also. Grab the hand. And the person will know that these are demons because you are now disengaged from your body. No, 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 it says the heat of hell sucked them like that against the wind. Because the Bible says hell enlarges appetite, they are sucked in by the heat of hell against their will. And they don't will to enter hell, but they will be fleeing into hell without being stopped until. Hell will throw them into the, into the precipice. Some are fleeing into hell and crying, Jesus! The name of Jesus will not save you at that time. Many Christians have gone to hell. Go to church and enter in hell. Only because of Lucifer. He deceived them. He deceived them. Let me tell you, what does it profit you to obey your sinful nature? This is what my body wants, I do it. This is what my body wants, I do it. And against what the spirit wants, what profit is it? At the end, is regret. And somebody knows that this is a poison, and you keep on drinking it. What do you expect? Doctor said to you, stop smoking, stop smoking. He said, ah, I'm a chain smoker. My own is smoking. When you have lung cancer, if I was a doctor, when people smoke and have lung cancer, I say, oh, you are welcome to the gift. It's part of the gift of the spirit, but the spirit of smoking. Anybody who smokes and got, got cancer by smoking, why should he go to hospital to be killed? No, just stay where you are and then die of cancer. I mean, you will sign for it. At that point, that's the reason why there's no return. Whatever the doctors do to that body, that cancer will kill that patient. 
But if you are just listening to the instruction of God, presenting your body as a living sacrifice, someone said to me that, where is no smoking in the Bible? I said, you will see it in your grave. As an answer. I was in the church yesterday. I had many questions asked me by people who are online. You know when people are online, they didn't put their name. You know they are dissidents. Everybody who are online put their name there, but they just put one name there. When they said you ask question, one of them asked question that yeah, hey, apostles tell us where it is in the Bible that you know, um, you know, when somebody leaves a church, the the unction in the church will not follow him. I said, Mm-mm. somebody who worked in Unilever, and Unilever they made you a manager. All your mates are your managers. And you left Unilever, you went to Shell. And then the following week you went to Shell, Shell collapsed. And all your friends in Unilever, Unilever exploded and they, they, they promoted him as director. After that, you can go and say that I'm Unilever director, can you? No, no, you left Unilever. You can't leave a church and the unction remain on you of that church. God gave unction over every house. He assigned a messenger called Angel. In the book of Revelations to man over every house. That's the reason why. If you will go to a church, open your eyes and know who is the pastor. If the pastor is not solid in God, if you carry your head under him, you are in trouble. Whatever your eyes see. Whatever your eyes see. Oh, church is just say pray, I say amen. You will know it. That universities not just go to a place. They are issuing certificates. I was told in, in a university in Sierra Leone. Now they give you same day, second degree and PhD together. They give it to you. And you never went to any class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now exposed. Somebody carries out second degree and PhD and begins to say, I'm doctor, doctor. You did the institute and say, oh, doctor, what, what area did you have your research, please? Could, could you come and, you know, tell us? You know, educators. M.M. M.M. I am doctor. Uh, yeah, we don't argue with doctor. Tell us which area you did your research in. You know, did you do your research in Tamata, Tamatic Theology, or what is your theology? You must not allow Satan to rob you. It's your decision. Satan has no power over you unless the power you give him. We're going to, I'm going to talk about this mind stuff a little bit and that's where we stop. Because today, the essence of today is not just to put oil in your head. Your receptor must be charged. He that sin should sin no more. A trade that you invest in and you lost all your money. Then you went to borrow your last card in the bank. Will you still put it at the same trade? So you can't leave this place and continue to live in sin. Let me read some scriptures to you further. I think I should get up there. Your sinful nature. Your sinful nature. Okay. I will do that next Sunday. What, let me stop here by helping you know. What is the determinant of living by the Spirit or living by the sinful nature. Go back to that Romans chapter, chapter 8. After verse 4, we look at verse 5. It says, those who live according to the sinful nature, let's read together please, look up and read. Those 
So now, let me ask you, where is your mind? It tells me what you can do in your nature. If your mindset is on your body, the world, all right? Every fashion of the world that comes out is the vogue. You call them vogue. I don't understand where the vogue is. Who can tell me what vogue is? They just use the word. Where is the vogue? Let me tell you, you are the vogue. If they dress like mad people, that is the vogue of mad men. If you dress like a sensible person, is the vogue of sensible people. I would mean now. You don't have to follow them. You have to dictate what they should do. You can't follow what is said on television. You know, I told you before, God told me, that you know in this country, anybody who studied law will bear witness with me. There was a time in the, in, the, in the history of our country, United Kingdom, that you see the word sodomy is a sin. And sodomy is a man having intercourse with a man. It's in our law, it's in our laws. And suddenly, the law changed. Hello? And when the Lord changed and said that, well, it's a way they are born like that, or they reason like that, because they can't establish the word born. So that is their own reasoning, and that is what they're like. I told you that in a short time, anybody who is a pedophilia, they will soon say that, oh, yes, 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 I mean, it is the way he is born. And they will legitimize it. And the bestiality which people are born before, they say, yes, 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 that's the way that um, they just love to marry animals and have sex with animals. And they are free to do so. Did I not tell you that? I told you that many years ago. Hey, 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 listen to me. Do you know that it's now law? Yeah. In Germany, somebody marries dog. In America, somebody married their cat. And they did real wedding. The cat also had ring. The dog <laughs> had a ring, and they dressed the dog as a woman, and the dog too was walking to the registry. Eh? It happened? Yes, so. Yes, so. If you go to another part of the world, their culture is marry ten year, nine year old girl, impregnate her at ten. And you say they shouldn't do that. So what would they do? Because they are the one who rule. They change the law. But he can do it. He's not going to say that that's abuse. And then now it seems that in England and in the Western world, we are changing the word abuse. We are redefining the word abuse so that we limit the jurisdiction of abuse so that all these things can slip in. Look, let me tell you, they will be legitimized before your eyes. Why? Because this is the end time. And Satan must increase among the kingdom of men. But it's only those who are born of God that can set a limit to that loose dog devil. Can you imagine how much God, God's heart is aching? Seeing humanity abuse. Human beings he made in his image. Satan messing their lives up. And making laws to make them useless and stupid. And they celebrate it. Now, if God is aching in his heart, how much more you who call yourself a Christian too, to now begin to behave like them? That make, if God was man, it's just like telling God that you are finished. But thank God for those of you 
who made up your mind that whatever the case may be, you will obey God. Somebody asked me a question that, what about if you have rings in your nose? You have uh, uh, ankle chain. Y- yesterday, yeah, I enjoy myself. You have rings in your nose. You have ankle chain. You have towers of hair rings all over there. You have this and there. I have that. Here. But it's not the Bible shouldn't do that. I say, ah, you don't understand history. In England in the 50s, women dress to here. To here. And they look like angels. Their dresses are long. It doesn't show their shape. A man rose up in England and said, I'm going to destroy this country. And that man said, I will destroy the country through socialism. The man was a Satanist and he went to Benin Republic where they worship voodoo. He stayed there for some time. He's an Englishman. And he came back with rock and roll. The beat of rock and roll. He came from Benin Republic, where they worship voodoo. Go and Google the founder of rock and roll. And then, all what was seen as unethical, immoral in England, he began to introduce. He attacked the media and turned the media totally upside down. So that the media people have been used as a tool by Lucifer. Everything that is not right, they will publish it. They will celebrate it. It is they who began to talk about human rights. And when they say human rights, is that human beings have right to destroy himself. Human beings have right to be disgraced. And so they began to propagate all these things. And secularism began to emerge in England. And then suddenly, in England before that, you cannot find two people kissing themselves publicly. Now you even have MP kissing people publicly. England, that it is detestable for you to behave like that. You are now have human beings just doing whatever they like. They know in their heart it's not right. Because when they do it, they do it guilty conscience. You know, when I first came to England, when people are kissing themselves, I would sound like this, I'd be looking at them. <laughs> ah, yeah, I did that. And then they would dissolve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you, are, if you are doing that in the public, I, somebody have to look. <laughs> because where I was coming from, they don't do that. Ah, uh-huh. hey, <laughs> England. Ah. <laughs> huh? In those days. But if you look at it now, people are walking naked. Formerly, those who walk naked are ashamed. But now, they are even trying to make you feel, if you cover yourself, that you are out of date, you see. You see, you are no more in this world, you see. In this world now, we have to go naked, you see. Hmm? Formerly, we know those who identify themselves with men. With ear on their left ring, in the left ear. But now, do some people not call themselves Christian men? And you see a ring in their ear, playing keyboard to who? Which God? They will cry when they are playing, that they are worshiping God. They will cry. God only needs to open your eyes to see behind the facade, the demon that is in them. 
deceiving everybody. The altar of God was always revered before. I've just some people that come out and just say that it's just anything, it's not anything, you know. And you see them on the altar of God with all abominable things. They can still preach the word, but let me tell you, the word they are preaching is just intellectual words. You will never find an encounter of God with any one of them. Sweet words. Sweet words. But you don't come to church to hear sweet words. Because that's what they give them in the pub. You come to church not to just hear emotional things. You come to church that you may have divine God who speaks to your spirit man. So that you can be free from the clutches of Lucifer. That's why you come to church. Do you not have crowds celebrating them and all over the place? But did Jesus not say, broad is the way that leads to hell. Millions follow it. You will not be among those who follow it. So that's Romans said. Your mindset determines what you do. Your mindset. Before we pray and then I'm going to anoint you. Let me tell you, if you have a habit that you know is ungodly. Let me tell you, point blank. You have given the control of your life to Lucifer. To the devil rather. Satan. Someone said to me that pornography is not in the Bible. I said, yes, I haven't seen pornography. Google Bible, you won't find the word pornography. But I saw sexual immorality. And I recognize that when a plural word is spoken concerning law, I understand that your lawyer may not know what it means until judges unravel it. And I understand that when the judges take that word, where they will end up as interpretation of it, may, your lawyer might not have reached that depth before. And I understand that whatever they now say is the final, which your lawyer had to comply with. There is, an, an, uh, there is a judge on, in heaven whose name is Jesus. When you stand before him, what he says it is, that is what is binding. Listen to me. Paul said everything is good, but not everything is profitable. Don't you understand it? I will not do what is not profitable to me. Anything you did that put you in trouble, why do you do it again? There is a devil somewhere. That is why many have problems. Problems. Beginning from you want to choose a life partner. And you begin to see a wayward work in that life partner. And you don't pull the plug. Oh no, it's alright. No, it's alright. No, it's alright. Love is blind. I tell you, love our eyes. When you enter into the trouble, your eyes will wide open. You can't get out easily. You can't get out easily. Look at what Peter said. That chapter 5 is where we're going to end it. Chapter 5, read it again, verse 8. First Peter 5. Eight. You must not be a victim. Let me tell you, he says that be self-controlled and allow your enemy, the devil, pass around looking for someone to devour. Okay, look the next verse. What did he say? Resist him. Standing firm on the faith, not on your, your thoughts. Not the way you think it. 
faith of Christ. And second, first Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 says that in the last days many will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Christians, open your ears. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around. He's seeking your heart and your mind. If you fall a victim, you are the only one who suffer. All of us, we feel it, but we don't know what you are going through. Are you with me now? And that Bible says, resist him standing in your faith. Your father cannot resist the devil for you. Your mother cannot resist. You cannot resist the devil for your father. Your pastor cannot resist the devil for you because every one of us is fighting the battle together. I'm fighting my devil. You are fighting your devil. That's why there is no prayer any man can pray for anybody. For you to be able to resist the devil, you have to decide to resist. I said to you, the Lord told me to anoint you because of your will. So that your will will become strong. And the salmon will fall upon you. So that you will not be deceived by the devil. How many people are going to marriage like that? If you, if, that scripture says, <clears throat> you know, receive the devil standing from your feet. Because you know that those bro- those, your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. How can you suffer when you resist the devil? You will suffer because you carry the body. That is depraved. And the devil wants you to do something. Your body wants it. But you have to say no to it. When you say no to what your body loves, you suffer. You suffer. Somebody who had put on a marriage plan, he had paid for all. And he had paid, bought wedding gown, wedding suit. Only for him to discover, few days to the wedding, there is something in this marriage that is bought. If he pulls the button and says, I'm no more marrying, you will suffer. He will suffer. But it's better for him or her to pull the trigger and stop the wedding. Few days, people will just talk for two months, maybe, and shut up. Than for you to go ahead when you have seen hell waiting for you in that marriage. And say, oh, I, I must be married. Hey, I have promised. Which promise? Promise? Promise is based on performance. And you put your head in it. I, I just must get married. I, I have made a promise. Which promise? You have never put ring there. You have never said I do. You only propose. A day before it, you see that this road is rugged. Shut it down. You will suffer. And people will soon keep their mouth shut. Then you step into the marriage. And then the python that is in your marriage. Or the cobra that is lying under the grass. Wait for about two years. And he began to raise his ugly head. And there is nowhere for you to escape. Sing you here. Sing you there. Sing you here. Sing you there. Until you are afraid to go to your home. After close of business. Because the house is fire. To receive the devil, you must be ready to suffer. Satan is saying, sleep with her. Sleep with her. Sleep with her. He's another man's wife. If you don't recognize that you cannot do that because of God, you will do that and then publicly you are disgraced. You put everybody to shame. Receive the devil. Steal the money. Steal the money. There is no one to, to, to know it. Haven't he told you to steal? Don't you recognize he's the one who will make the auditor see that very money that you have stolen? You walk in arrogance. As nothing like you. Did you not recognize that that is what brought Satan down with his anointing? Listen to me. You must make up your mind today that we will not give the devil a foothold anymore. 
If you don't give devil a suit to a photo, your blessing can never be touched. I tell you. If you go through a little problem, you can know that God is taking you through trials. And you will laugh at it. But if you are full of these things of the devil, arrogance, pride, argument all the time, I will read to you in the scriptures last next week about those acts. We'll look at just the acts that the devil gives. Arguments. Bible says you should not argue foolishly. And you should not get into controversies that have no head. My view must be hard. Who told you your view must be hard? You said it once, they didn't hear it. So you think if you ring the bell, that's when they will hear it. They are not deaf. What they have just told you is that that is your view. So you keep your mouth quiet and talk about something else. And then you spend one hour arguing your view, one hour of your eternal life wasted. And at the end of it, the Bible says it will cause controversy. You begin to cause quarrel. The person you shouldn't quarrel with, you quarrel because you can't know how to keep quiet. You can't know how to understand that anybody can say anything and it's their business. If I correct you and you say something different, I keep my correction. Abi? If you have trouble and you come back to me and say that uh, you have, I say, no, 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 no. I told you on this day. If I don't remember the day, I remember I told. Huh? So now that you have had it, it's just welcome to the normal life. You have to resist it yourself. Pray for me, Apostle. I have no more prayer in my mouth. The prayer has finished in my mouth. Because people, you have many people who are obeying the will of God. I pray for them. You who deliberately refuse to obey the will of God. It's now time for you to pray for me. So you pray. <laughs> you have to pray for me. And pray for yourself. Because you've got the recompense of your disobedience with God. That should not be your portion. Let me tell you this now. We serve a God who has written your destiny and buried your destiny in your spirit. And because of his mercy, he sent his son to die for you. So that when you accept him and you follow his way, you will not get into trouble. You can live the rest of your life happy. There is no anxiety with you. I told you this. Ten children may be grown together. It does not mean you have the same height. Isn't it? Some of you are taller than others. The one that is short, will she die because she's short? There are some men looking for a short woman like her. They will never be attracted to the tall woman. And the one that is tall, there are some men who will attract to the tall woman, who will never be attracted to the short woman. Why should the tall, short woman now say that, I have to get married, I have to get married, I have to get married, and then push yourself into furnace? Why should you? What about if you don't marry? You can be alone and live your life in peace. There are many marriages that the people who are in there wish that they didn't even get there. Managing to survive. A case was brought to me two weeks ago of a woman who was killed by her husband in Nigeria. And the case of the woman has gone all over the world. Born again as we feel, a chorister Committed dedicated to God. But does God want his sin to wish like that? No. And the question they ask me is that who the blood of that woman who will be whose neck will it be? 
They said because that woman told somebody, some friends that, ah, this man is doing this to me, and he will soon kill me. Please, please, this, this man is maltreating me, he will soon kill me. And they said, please don't tell anybody to that friend. And that friend didn't tell anybody, and she was killed. Then they asked me a question, Apostle, is that woman guilty of the blood of the disease? They want me to answer that. I said, okay, yes, I'll answer you. It's very, very simple. God's equity is simple. When that woman said, don't tell me, the second question, should that woman break that confidence and tell somebody? Are we together now? You know that if, it's, if I say no, she shouldn't tell anybody, it looks sensible. As someone told you something confident, I said, don't tell anybody. You owe an obligation not to tell anybody. But in law, it's a bit different. I read in law that if you have, you are standing as a lawyer for a criminal, in criminal law, and that criminal, there is no evidence that he committed a crime. So he has been claiming innocence. Okay? And then, suddenly, before the final judgment, he came to you and said, I committed the crime. This is the evidence. What should lawyer do? I passed that question the first time because I have Bible knowledge. What the lawyer should do is to tell that person, you must use your mouth to say it. Now. All right? That's one of the rules. But what about a man decide not to say to somebody... You resign. SRA says you go to grave with it because it's breach of confidence. Now let me help you know the word of God. Where the word of God differs from the Lord of man. The Bible says he that keepeth sin shall not live. Everything that is evil must be exposed on the rooftop. So I know that if a woman told me that she's been abused and she's going to be killed, I owe the woman duty of confidence, but I owe God also duty of exposition. Because I cannot conceal. Like a lawyer will be blamed for, you know, concealing information because of diverting the cause of justice. It would be now. I cannot conceal that statement. So what will I do? As the woman told me, please don't tell anybody, I will tell the woman that I will tell bodies. You understand me? I won't hear this from you. You tell me not to tell anybody. Today, I will tell pastor. I will tell the... If it is a country of law, I will call the police. If there is evidence that I have seen. I will make sure. Look, when I was pastoring Oliver Deford Baptist Church, a woman was slaughtered by the husband. The woman had been coming to us in church that my husband will kill me. My husband will kill me at Hawk Tower. The man lived in Hawk Tower. There. And one, we are saying that, you know, what they taught us before. Uh, you know, the, the house of uh, the marriage, you know, you have to just persevere. You have to persevere. Uh, persevere. 
We didn't read the Bible ourselves. It's what they said we to always say, persevere. But I read in the book of Malachi after that woman was killed. My eyes opened. And Malachi said, I hate violence. I hate a man who is violent. So, ah! So if I see a violent man, police! In England. Arrest him! If he says he's sorry, then maybe if you have the law in your police, please forgive him. But I must blow the trumpet. The woman was cut into pieces. And when the man in Tabri was trying to drag the body out, and people saw blood, they called the police, the man jumped into River Thames and died. They were both members of Oliver Therefore Baptist Church because we did not have knowledge that when you hear a threat of life, we must say it out. So I told them, this woman will have told the other woman that I will I'll call pastor, tell pastor, Go to her parents, tell the parents, go to the parents of the boy, tell the parents of the boy that this girl is going to be killed by your son. So what is that? That is righteousness. So if you are going through some abuse, and you are a woman, or you are a man, because there are some women who abuse men, and you are in a Christian marriage, solution is to shout out, what do they call that thing in a uh, shout out in uh, Facebook or shout loud? There's something in Facebook they call shout shout something. Shout. Eh? All of you don't know Facebook. So <laughs> Alright, 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 alright. So if a man is being abused in marriage, it is the spirit of Lucifer. How will you do? Resist him, shout it out, and cry for help. Okay? And you shout it to the right quarters. Some abusers, whether men or women, they need policemen to come and say, You have done this. The other one said, I don't want you to, to take him to jail or take her to jail, but police have recorded it. That will restrain that person from being wild. Because he will think of all he will lose or she will lose. That is godliness. Transparency. Oh, who will hear it? Whatever what people will say, that is Satan. Deceiving mankind. The same thing. If you are a man, a Christian, or a woman, and you are locked up in pornography. Is pornography holy, holy ghost? Is this righteous? Someone said that we didn't see pornography in the Bible. You know, our eyes can just go somewhere. Excuse me. Your body is what? Temple of who? So your eyes is the window what? To your spirit. So when you are using that eyes to watch pornography, you are using Holy Spirit to be watching what he detests. And what did the Bible say? I will show you next Sunday. That's why some are destroyed. I will show you next Sunday. I read the Bible and understand that the Bible classifies all this promiscuity in sexual stuff as sexual immorality. How do you get yourself rid of that? Retrace how it came in first. And you will recognize where you started before it became addiction and shut the door. Prayer or counseling that everybody cannot stop habits that satan had 
God foothold. When Satan has a foothold and you are he's controlling your mind, there is no therapy that can kill you. There is no prayer deliverance that can deliver you. You only need to go back and see the beginning of that conduct and cut it off. If it was relationship, stop the relationship. If it was, uh, you know, you watching, uh, stop, you stop watching it. And change your tastes. God cannot help you if you did not make a decision to stop. Excuse me. Someone said to you that, I will break curses over you. I will pray for you and deliver you. Let that person deliver his mouth first. The Bible says, resist ye the devil. And what? Let's rise up together. We're going to lift up our voice and pray. Ask God to help you. In this very season. Bow your hands before the Lord. Ask Jesus to help you. Your enemy the devil. Prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him standing firm in your faith. Tell the Lord to strengthen you to resist the devil. If you have any habits, anger, rage, sexual immorality, nudity, you always love to expose your nudity, your, new, your body. Tell the Lord, now, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. Free me from this habit. Ask God for mercy first. If your mind is set on your body, worldliness, ask the Lord, deliver me from Satan. If you recognize any kind conduct or behavior that you don't like, and that is what you do, tell the Lord tonight, today, forgive me and save me. Deliver me from this conduct. Your prayer is very important to my prayer. Ask God for mercy. If Satan had destroyed your life, don't worry. God can pick you up again and repair your life and restore you. But you must give him chance today. You must give him chance today. If Satan has the power to destroy, God has the power to restore. Just cry to God in your spirit now. Tell God to help you. Restore my life, O Lord. I want to please you, O Lord. There are some people who have been deceived by Satan. They won't come to church. Because Satan knows that when they come to the presence of God, what he did in the week will have been flushed out. 
Tell the Lord, I will serve you with all my heart. Somebody who goes to work, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, and the church have a gathering just one day, and you couldn't come, is the deception of Satan. Tell the Lord, I will not do that anymore. For Christ with Tabernacle, every first, second, third is our covenant days. And the overcomers on last Friday. Tell the Lord I will be in your presence. I will serve you with all my heart. You don't serve God in your comfort. You serve God according to his rules and regulations. The Bible says that the apostles attend the temple daily. Whenever people are in the temple, where you belong to, you must be there. Because God will be there looking for you. It's not a time to watch on Zoom. You are cut off from what God is doing if you do that. And Satan loves you to be like that. So that you will not get anything until the day he will strike you and there will be no one to help you. You can live a life of victorious saints of God. Tell the Lord to help you. Put your hands on your keyboard. You know, for you choir, you remain where you are and I will anoint you one after the other, then you climb this altar. You must never go to anything that would defy you any longer, if any one of you is in that. For every one of you that are with me, I want to tell you this. You must distinguish yourself from sinful life because the time is short. I saw a vision, a cloud over the face of the earth. I warned you, 2025, another disaster will strike. Did you remember? Did you remember? When you had the plague, haven't warned you that plague was going to start that January, and it did. But I said that the world will soon forget, and 2025, another disaster will strike. But recently, I saw a cloud over the earth of confusion and chaos. And I looked at the cloud, whether it's a cloud that we can pray against and stop. And I discovered that it's a cloud that has been determined it must happen. Because of the sins of mortal men, many will run helter-skelter. And I saw that many people lost their positions in their jobs. I saw that many businesses were shut down. Those of you who have been with me, you remember as I'm telling you. I, I saw so much chaos. But I saw Goshen, those who have been serving God with their heart protected. You know, when people get themselves so engrossed with their work, to the extent that they don't have time to serve God, that work, what God does, it breaks that reliance and brings that work down. So that they will come to the grass and then cry to God. Because it, it, it pays God for someone to lose his status on earth and end up in heaven. 
But that is the that is the ultimate weapon God uses for those who are supposed to be saints. But you see, this shaking has begun. For you to survive it, you must be a God seeker. Not tomorrow. From now you are hearing me. You must be a God seeker. God showed me it's only those who seek Him in spirit and in truth that will survive it. A big shaking. I have prepared this church for it. I have prepared this house for it. But it's coming. It's coming. Haven't had my voice. You must not wait for it to happen before you start to cry to God. It will be too late. Because if you cry to God, God will forgive, but He will still you will still go through the course. Reliance of men is about to be broken. So that the eyes of men will seek God. I want to pray to sing this song prayerfully. Hear my prayer. We are your children. And we gather here today. We gather here to
Everything written about you by God be fulfilled. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, I love that. In the name of Jesus Christ. There's only one man. Satan will fail over you. Your mind is sealed by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, your mind is sealed by the blood of Jesus. We talk to Paramondo The spirit of obedience come upon you. Let 
acabó la neto.
to the Lord. Oh, Lord. Put your hands together and let's stand before the Lord. Receive a new heart. Receive a new heart. Receive a new heart. Receive a new heart. Every tricks of the past, which when the devil has now you, they are destroyed over your life. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. You will begin to hear the voice of God. You will listen to the voice of Jesus. The voice of stranger you will not follow. The voice of Satan you will not follow. Never again will you take a decision only to lead to regrets. I say your decisions shall not lead to regrets any longer. By the power of the anointing today. And the reason of the power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost will take over your mind. From this time henceforth. Holy Spirit will prevail over your human mind. Your life turn around for good. Yes, I've had you, Lord. Let me tell you. The Lord instructed me that you should do something. And you will do it for not just yourself, all members of Safety Global. Every church I go from now, I will anoint them. All Safety branches. I will anoint you. 
But you are included in this victory. Because Satan lose. But you and I will make up our mind to serve God. Whenever there is a meeting in the church, God told me to tell you, don't miss it. Don't fix appointment with people because it's not every day you attend church. God has given you the five days of the week or some of you seven days to attend to your work. The little time that he asks you to gather for convocation, none of you should remain. Don't be among those who have been deceived by Lucifer that others are in church. They are watching on Zoom. They get nothing. I've been telling you again and again. For you, you are free from the predicament that is coming. You will see it as I've said to you. But you will not feel it. Don't associate with people who contaminate human spirits. While away your time and turn your eyes away from your God. Don't pay attention to the things that devil has instituted in this world. Because they will soon suffer from the affliction to come. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Righteous run to it and they are saved. With your eyes you will see when there was death in Egypt, there was a place called Goshen. Anybody who was not there at the time that death was passing, whether it's it's an Israeli or not, he dies. Because it's to keep for son. Any person of Israel that was not in Goshen, dead. You will not miss your Goshen. Every trick the devil has been using to set you back from the agenda of God, they are destroyed. This is what the Lord said to me. He said, tell them, to make a victory shout. And this is how we're going to say it. You will say victory. Victory. As I'm raising my hand up, you'll be saying it. Until I put my hands down. Victory. 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 Shout it together. Victory. 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 Victory, 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 make a loud noise unto the Lord. Give him praise. Manifestation. Yes. Harvest 
that has no limit. Power that knows no retreat. Everybody give him praise. and we keep on praising God. I'm ministering in another platform shortly, but don't worry. God told me that today is prophetic day. I celebrate you. I rejoice with you. You will have no part in the defeat that the devil is bringing upon mankind. One will slay a thousand and two ten thousand. Every labor that you have put into your life, from tomorrow morning, you will begin to receive harvest. Where people have hindered you concerning what belongs to you, before sunset tomorrow, it shall be given to you. Mortal men will beg to bless you. Those who are superior to you will rejoice that they are blessed. A new era has come Amen. upon Christ's faith tabernacle. Amen. You will be sick no more. Amen. Let me tell you, heaven is rejoicing for the change of the heart of mortal men and for the victory that the cross has wrought in the life of his saints upon the face of the earth. For a new army of people that have been broken loose from the chain of Satan dedicated to the service of the master people who God will use to display his splendor and power 
For the end time has come. We prepare our offering, pray over your offering, and we continue to sing that everybody giving praise. I love it. But sing in the right key. So that thickness, you remember it? Yes, I do. Bow your head and speak over your offering. Give God praise who has given you the privilege. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name, we are prayed. Press the key for me. Is that it? Glorify, glorify the Lord.
last Friday and you are all here like this heaven will descend whenever you don't come to church God misses you it is sad to him because he prepared food for you and you were not there it will not happen again I say it will not happen again let me bless your food and your drink this is the holy offering that is brought by holy people let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice may the lord bless your water may the lord bless your food you will not lack in this shaking that has begun across the globe you will not go into recession the lord will lead you to the place of abundance everywhere that you walk and the business of your hand will receive strength from heaven for you god will sustain them and for your presence god will bless them until this famine is over in jesus holy and anointed name please be seated before i hand over to pastor tayo i want to welcome anyone watching with us for the first time if you are coming to this temple for the first time could you wave your hands to me we want to welcome you Please stand up, put your hands together for them. You are very welcome. When we close, as you are going out of the reception, we have a pack at the reception desk waiting for you. Please make sure you take one of them. The Lord will going to bless and strengthen you. Thank you so much for coming. Church, we have woken up. Amen. I can see what is ahead. You will laugh. Can I just welcome Pastor Tara, please, to close the meeting? Oh, announcement, sorry. the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Our God is good. Well, Apostle, let's welcome those who are, who are visiting us for the first time, and you are indeed welcome. And it was, it's lovely to see a few more people who have not been to Cathedral for a while. You know yourself, I know you. We've, it was lovely to see you out there this morning, so... Um, we had the same at Bethesda, the pool of healing. It was, uh, it was overflowing. So it was great to see everybody. And we know that your seat, you know that your seat is waiting for you. It's always been there. And whilst we're still conscious that there are lots of all sort of nasties out there, we now know how to handle Mr. COVID very well. Praise the Lord. We still stay alert. And as I always say, you might not have a legal obligation to stay home. But if you're feeling unwell, you have a moral obligation to stay away. Is that fair? Yes? So if you, you have a moral obligation, not a legal obligation. And we want, we take our times, we take our moral obligations are very, very important. It's, a, it's a, like a social norm. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Home group this evening, 7 p.m. We'll be reflecting on the book of Hebrews, chapters 1 to 13. During the course of this week, we've been studying Hebrews, haven't we? And it's fascinating, the book of Hebrews. So as we reflect on it in our home group tonight, um, please, 7 p.m., in your different homes, ensure that you spend no more than one hour reflecting on the book of Hebrews. Allow everyone to share what, what really resonates with them from the book of Hebrews. And the Lord will bless you richly. Tonight we'll also be having 11 p.m. prayers, and that would be on Zoom, as well as all the other um, social media platforms. We will be on YouTube, we'll be on FCC, 11 p.m. Please join on on a daily basis, with the exception, of course, of Wednesdays, when we have Wednesdays with Momioma, Reverend Omar, 7 p.m., all other meetings that tend to be 11 p.m., unless, of course, we announce otherwise. From time to time, there might be slight changes to the program, but you will know in advance. And so certainly, this week, 11 p.m. each evening, with the exception of Wednesday, when we'll be meeting at 7 p.m. with Reverend Omar. And we'll be starting the book of Psalms, chapter what? Chapter 4-0. Please study in advance. As I always say, a lot of students always wait. The reason we're giving syllabus and you're giving the curriculum ahead of time is so that you can stay slightly ahead, not too far ahead because you don't want to go kind of like into the forest, into the woods, but you stay one just slightly ahead of the class because that way if you've read the subject matter, when it comes to the lecture, it reinforces that which you have learned and at times helps you as well to clarify and it, it, you then retain much more. And for those of us who are still students, remember that's the trick to it. Stay one step ahead, read, and when the, teacher, the teachers let, or the lecture is going on, it reinforces your learning. And that's the way you retain. Now, I know we all have different learning styles, so don't start me off on, that's not my preferred learning style. But I'm sure you can learn a bit from that as well. If you want to listen to the lecture in advance, please do as well. And the Lord will bless you. Um, Women of Royal Destiny will be meeting this week at 7 p.m. Please don't miss it. If you're a woman, Christ Rates of Anarcho, Thursday the 12th, 7 p.m. I have been, as I, as I mentioned today at Bethesda, I have been sneaking into the sessions of the Women of Royal Destiny under the pretext of helping out with Zoom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing being there in the background and listening to what the Lord is saying to the woman. And because it, it does matter to all of us. And it's, if you're missing it, and I am saying that as a man. So if you're a woman in Christ with Tabernacle and you're missing that session, you're missing loads. You need to be on that session. And if you don't have the link, please send a note to the church office in advance. And ask admin at cftchurches.org, send a note to ask for the link to the Zoom, Warriors of the Night. I think Daddy wants to have a word quickly. Yes, I yeah. want to pray. I remember that I promised. I promised I was going to pray into your oil. Stand up if you have the oil in your hand. Before I rush into the other. Anytime we have anointing service, bring your anointing also that you can take that home 
and you can anoint anybody that we cannot reach. And you will see the same manifestation happen. Sovereign Lord, I lift up this all before you. I ask that the unction of your presence shall come into this oil. It shall come to pass. Anyone that this oil will come in contact with, the unction of today will rest upon them. The power of valiance will come within them. Lord, their, their victory shall know no boundary. Everything the devil had done will be undone. By the reason of the anointing yoke is broken, every yoke shall be broken. Father, and your will shall be enforced upon what a man. In Jesus' holy name. Thank you. Bless you. Thank you very much, Apostle. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just bear with me. Just a few more quick announcements. Um, it's a nice break. So I was on about the women of our destiny, but I've on, gone through that announcement. Light of the world. Can we have that clip, please? I've got to slip this one in. Can we have the light of the world clip? Christ Faith Tabernacle International Churches. We seek to impact our world through the experiential knowledge of Christ Jesus, building total men of God as husbands, fathers, and leaders within and outside the church. Prepare mighty men who will support the work of God in the church and make men ready for the harvest to come. Dear men, fathers, Husbands and youths, don't hesitate to join us as we raise fathers and leaders of tomorrow. Join us as we meet the third Thursday of every month to study the Word and share ideas on becoming a total man. All participate in our enriching business and professional seminars and fun activities for the entire family. Call 079-844-38353. Email LOTW at CFTChurches.org. Well, just to slip that in quickly, when we're talking about women of rare destiny, it's nice to talk about the light of the world as well, which is the men's harm. We know we're not meeting until next week, but please put that date in your diary from now. And for the women as well, please remind the men in the house put in their diary as well. Once in a while I notice that on the light of the world it is the Zoom address of the um, it's the Zoom address that is being used tends to be that of the woman, uh, woman in the house but that's okay. At least we know one person's got, got the address in there and it comes in and that's fine. So please remind the men as well. So that will be the following first day. Thought I'll get that in quickly whilst I've got your attention. We've also got, at the end of this month, a fundraising walk for Ukraine. And it will be on the 28th of May, 2022. 
Please note that there have been some pledge forms that have been issued, and there is a scan, a, a code in there that would help if people want to make their donations. The form is to record the names of those who have donated. The scan is there to help them get access to the bank accounts so that they can make those donations directly. Please pick up a form. Would like to be a part of the support for the, for, for the people of Ukraine. We are specifically targeting medical support in the main, um, but we need, we need your help. We need to be in this together. And the process, by the way, the walk would enable some of us to shed the, the cages that we have put on in recent times, me inclusive. If, you, if you're looking too closely, that means you are trying to look for... But, as I said this morning at Bethesda, some people talk about losing weight. And they say, I've lost 40 kg. And you wonder where the 40 kg is. But it's easy to lose 40 kg. You just lose it, put it back on, lose it, put it back on, and lose it again. And if you keep accumulating it. But what we want to do is to practice this walk, plan for the walk, and the cages that we take off on the walk, we keep them off because it's very, very good discipline as well. So please, we're walking. I think it's about 5.8, or is it 6 miles only? Can someone correct me? It's from Bethesda to Cathedral. It's not that long. Actually, you could do it with your eyes closed. But please, you need to, your eyes open when you're doing the walk, you know? I don't mean it literally. I don't mean close your eyes whilst you're doing it. And I can see my dry jokes are falling on deaf ears. It's okay. I'm not taking it personal. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So on Sunday as well, we'll be having a bazaar here on Sunday, um, also raising funds for Ukraine. And finally, I'd just like to... Finally, I'd like to ask or remind us that we've, got, we've still got spaces for the trip to Israel. The few more spaces for the trip to Israel. If you were thinking about it and you thought you had just missed out on the opportunity to go to Israel this year, there are spaces available. But please, you need to make contact with the church office, admin at cftchurches.org, and you'll be provided the various details that you require. It is important that those of us who have the opportunity to go, we join on this trip. We know the last couple of years it has been hindered, but we know what and we know who. We know what the circumstances are, but there's an opportunity this year for us to go on that trip. So there are still spaces available. And please note as well, the, 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 the booking and the fees that are paid are purely for your accommodation and for your um, transport. Christ's faith tabernacle does not have any markup. We do not take a cut from whatever it is. It is directly to the, to, to the, to the um, what do they call them now? The, is it the organizers? What's it, what's it normally called? The, the tour operator, that's the word, you see. The tour operators are the ones that the money is paid to. You can be rest assured that the, but what's been planned for you is a very, very great package. Um, and please ensure that if you're still, if you're thinking about it, if you were not thinking about it and suddenly dropped on your radar this afternoon and you've heard me talk about it and think, I'm interested in this, please, the trip is between the July the 20th and 27th. 
but please contact the church office for more information. There are still spaces available. Thank you very much for bearing with me and the longish, dry announcement this afternoon. I'm not getting any engagement from anyone here. I'm going back to Bethesda. Everybody was excited. They're always excited about my dry jokes, but no one responds here. One tiny bit. It's okay. I'll stop cracking them. Can I invite us to please rise as we come bring this meeting to a close? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I think I know the reason is just because I can't see your smiles because you're so far away. In Bethesda, it's very, very cozy, and we can see each other, and you can see exactly what's going on. You can feel, and you know communication is a contact spot. You know that, don't you? Communication is a contact spot. Praise the Lord. So I now, you know, it's one of the reasons why Apostle comes down. When he's standing here and he's wondering what's going on, I can't get anything. So he comes down and says, hey. Let me feel you, feel me. Let's share the grace. Oh, youth announcements. All right. Is that, who's making it? Is that Brother Toby or who's making the announcement, youth? Can I make it? Because I'm a youth as well. I qualify. Can I make it? All right, I'll do that. I'll make the youth announcement. Oh, who's, yeah, come on. Hello everyone, um, just briefly, um, we've got our next youth meeting coming up on Saturday the 14th. We're going to be looking at social media specifically, how we can use it as a tool to um, help others know about Christ and how we can really strategically um, put forward the gospel as young people um, going forward and even in these times when so much information is flying about, how can we make the best use of social media? So please do come. Um, for further details, please send the email to cft at hotmail.co.uk and yeah, I look forward to seeing everyone from the age of 12 to 30 there next week. So yeah, God bless. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks for reminding me of that. To be fair, I didn't, get an, I didn't get the hint earlier on, but thanks for keeping it up there, because that way it forced the, it forced the announcement. And, hey, my apologies. Am I forgiven? I get a bit of a laugh now. It's all right. Shall we share the grace as written in the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, verses 20 and 21? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Turn to someone. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life, and ye shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. We sing our closing hymn, There Shall Be Showers of Blessings.
And may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May the Lord God Almighty lift up his countenance upon you. And give you peace. In Jesus name. Have a wonderful week. Please be seated. And the ushers will invite you out.